This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. Welcome to Covered in Pet Hair, a boozy web show for pet lovers on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Isabel Alvarez-Arada, and today I have the pleasure of having a drink and a chat with the self-appointed poop bag girl, who is an expert on all things poop and plastic. I'll introduce you as soon as we come back from these messages from our sponsors. Pets are part of the family. Make sure you can always afford the quality health care they need with Easy Pet Check. A nationwide pet insurance alternative. With Easy Pet Check, you'll save up to 75% on all your pet's health care at any licensed veterinarian in the U.S. Easy Pet Check accepts all dogs and cats, regardless of pre-existing conditions. Visit EasyPetCheck.com. That's the letters EZPetCheck.com. Taking care of your pet can be easy with Easy Pet Check. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back to Covered in Pet Hair. I'm your host, Isabel Alvarez-Arada, and today I have the pleasure of having a drink and a chat with a pet parent, a pet photographer, an inventor, researcher, entrepreneur, cat and dog person, foodie, wine snob, and coffee lover. She's an expert on all things poop and plastic and calls herself the poop bag girl, Jennifer Blaze. Welcome, Jennifer. Hi, Isabel. Thank you so much for having me. It's my pleasure. It's my absolute pleasure. You and I have a lot of passion projects that we share in common, pets, the environment, cruelty-free products. So I'm excited to get to know you a little bit better on a more social level. Before we get started though, anybody participating in our drinking game, anytime you hear this word. The secret word is landfill. Make sure you take a drink of whatever you're enjoying, but do not drink and drive. 21 and over to drink and always drink responsibly. What are you drinking today, Jennifer? I am drinking Sauvignon Blanc. Ooh. And I chose this because I was gonna show you the bottle. It's got like dogs and cats and stuff on it. How cute is that? What's the name of the wine? Ciel Blue. It's very fancy, but then the the label is very cute. It's got like... Oh my gosh, I love it. It's so whimsical. It's like an inspirational but You know how you always... I don't know what that is, but I mean, you choose it because of the label. Absolutely. 100%. <laughs> you choose wine because of the label. Exactly. Good. Or I am drinking a Pinot Grigio. Here's mine. Love that. In my... Are you a Pinot Grigio drinker too? Yes, I'm a white. Yes, Sauvignon Blanc. It depends. Today it's warm here, so it had to be white. It had it's to be white. Cold here, but I'm still always a white girl. So really yeah. interesting. See, if it's cold, I need a red Tempranillo. <laughs> but I didn't choose this based on the label. I actually chose this because I love Costco wines. Like Costco has yes. the best wines, the Kirkland brand wine. So this is a Kirkland. Pinot Grigio. And usually I'm either getting my wine from Naked Wines because I have a subscription with them or Costco Kirkland. Yeah. <laughs> You're the largest wine buyers in the world. 
Do there you know? go. You, you know, these yeah. things. Yeah. And yeah. I don't know what they do, but I have to do like a couple like videos on these wines. Like the Pinot Gris <laughs> is amazing. They have a, they have a Tempranillo that's amazing. They also have. <laughs> I know your wine. No, I don't have it. I don't have it. I They have right now here in El Paso, they have a uh, Portuguese red blend. And I know you're a white girl, but it's $7 and 50 cents. And it's so good. And my mom was just here for a while and she went back to Miami. And the first thing she did was trying to order from Instacart from Costco and they don't have it. And she's so disappointed. So I don't it's know what Costco's doing. and regional. So yeah, it is. There's, you know, Costco's a whole show onto itself. I know that's the whole show. I know <laughs> it is. I could go on about their plastic and their packaging, but okay. I know exactly. That's <laughs> why I'm saying we could totally do a whole show on that. Cause I have all the questions that would probably, yeah. you'd probably make me want to maybe love Costco less. Yeah. Yeah. Buying in bulk is actually a good thing. Oh, that's true. That's true. But before we get into your expertise, I want to play a game with you. Okay. I, love I think our listeners and our viewers are going to have different ranges of understanding of the plastic problem in the world. So this game will help us kind of ease into all the questions I have for you. So this game is called Pension for Plastic, and it's basically a true or false game. Okay. Oh gosh, I hope I get I hope I get all the answers right. I'm supposed to be the expert. You are the expert and it's true or false. And honestly, some of these are really hard to even believe because it sounds okay. so so bad. So I wouldn't be surprised if you got them all right. But if you got them all wrong, it's probably because you're much more of an optimist than this actually should give us reason to be. So okay. here we go. I'm ready. Plastic waste never goes away. It just breaks down into little pieces. True or false? Maybe. It depends on what kind of plastic. There you go. Very good. Well, the, <laughs> Some well, of them do. Yeah. The poo bag and the actual like hard plastic are going to have different Depending lives, on the plastic. Right? Yeah. Depending on the plastic. That's when it starts to get a little technical. We try to make it really easy on our website and how we talk it to customers and consumers about it and break it down so it's really easy. But yeah. Very good. So some, yes. That's a hard one for the no, most. True for some. True for, for some, others. Not for all. Okay, perfect. Plastic waste is dangerous to marine life because they ingest it and cannot digest it. True or false? True. True. If large enough, plastic waste can become a threat to marine life because they get tangled in it, choke or drown. Yes, the netting and the fisheries, the fishing is a really big problem. Yes. The majority of plastic waste ends up recycled. True or false? False. Big old false. And I think that's why people <laughs> that's a people still one. believe that, right? People believe that. So people are like, oh, it's okay if I use a single-use plastic. I'll just recycle it. And that's not actually what's happening. Well, after I mean, the thing in. about it is it, it used to be, it, it's mostly consumer behavior. So, I mean, only like less than, I think it's actually less than 1%, but a very small percentage actually makes it to the recycling plant. So part of it is consumer behavior and part of it is the types of plastic that people put in there. This is like a, such a, it's like an opening a can of worms for me. <laughs> so I have to c control myself on how much I say. <laughs> no, you're, you don't, you actually don't. You don't, but this is the next question, which you kind of touched on already. In the United States, only 9% of plastic is recycled. True or false? True. Less than 9%, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's Depending on the region. 
And that's from 2015, so that could certainly have changed. All of these questions and answers I actually got from EarthDay.org, and that was a 2015 figure, so you're spot on. There are more microplastics in our oceans currently than there are stars in our galaxy. True. Super depressing. Which is why I don't eat fish anymore. That was a big one. I mean, we were pescatarian for a very long time and I just know way too much. And once you know it, you can't unknow it. And so no more fish. Right. I don't want to invest it. (laughs) Right. So the fish eats the microplastics. They become part of the fish, basically. And then we eat the fish. Yes. Not that I mean, fish is all bad, but I mean, it's all a journey. It's a journey. So, I mean, I don't, I don't judge anybody if they eat fish. I don't judge anybody if they they use plastic. So yes, that is true. There are more microplastics than there are stars. Last one. Don't get sad. (laughs) I know this is super sad and depressing, but there are, this is the last question. And I tried to like segue in a more positive way. There are alternatives. We just have to be aware and make better choices. True or false? Yes, that is true. Perfect. So these numbers really are scary. They really are depressing. And as I was doing this, I was thinking like, how can we fix this? Like, where do we go from here? If only 9% of plastics are being recycled, some of them are not recyclable. So they go straight to the landfill. Most of the plastic that we consume ends up in our oceans, not even in our landfills, like most of us like to think. So are you discouraged by these kinds of numbers? I am. But the thing about it is we can only get better and there are better choices. And I think um, we actually, in regard to poop bags and uh, biodegradability and things, there are alternatives. They just need to be demanded by the end consumer. So we need to demand them. And actually a lot of big companies are taking notice. It's a little bit of marketing on their part. They see an opportunity to make money. But, you know, they are doing the right thing and the larger companies can actually make a huge difference. And that's why, you know, when it comes to our company and the number of dogs that are in the U.S. and the number of dogs and cats there in the world, as an individual, you can actually make a difference. And I think that's the biggest thing that a lot of people look at. They're like, oh, well, you know, what's a bottle? You know, what's this? You know, what can one person do? Well, you can change your habits and change some of the products and things that you use. So I don't get discouraged. I do think that the awareness is the biggest is the biggest challenge. And things like you said, going to uh, looking at an earthday.org or, you know, looking and, and doing some uh, research that actually can be fun and interesting and not so technical is a good way to, you know, learn more about it and teach your kids, teach your kids about it. Absolutely. So most of us are pet parents. If they're li- if somebody's listening or watching this, their pet parent probably. What impact does having a pet have on the environment in general? Well, there are a couple things. I mean, there's the argument of um, what they eat, the you know the products that they use. You know, in our, I mean, not to plug our product, but the thing about it is, with you know, there are 90 million dogs in the U.S. Over 90 million you know, normally, and I, I can't remember how many cats are in the US, they all poop, they all pee, they all have waste, we all deal with it every day, we see it every day. So I mean, those are things that in regard to what I do, when you start to calculate the average dog owner uses, if you pick up poop, and you use a poop bag, you're using over a 1000 bags per year, if your dog poops three times a day. So I have two dogs. <laughs> 
nobody does the thing about it as an individual you don't do the math you're just like oh i need poop bags oh i need poop bags. Right. so but you don't calculate how many you use so being that we all pick up poop and we scoop our litter and things like that you know you're putting it into something and so in regard to what we do you know over a thousand bags a year per dog owner that picks up poop i use over two thousand bags a year but i know what's going to happen to them once they go into the trash so you know, when you talk about bags that disintegrate into little pieces, that's the majority of what people are using. And that plastic does not return to nature is basically what you want it to do is to return to nature and they don't. Well, actually, so apart from choosing an actually biodegradable bag, poo bag for either poop on walks or for litter scooping, what else can a pet parent do today? or as early as this week, that would make their impact or their pet's impact on the environment lesser or would reduce it rather? Besides picking up poop, I mean, like when in regard to litter, there's lots of litter alternatives because there are a lot of cat owners. I don't want to just talk about dogs, but there are a lot of litter alternatives that aren't clay-based. Clay-based litters are always a challenge. I'm trying to think, I, I deal with so much poop I mean, the thing about it is that because there's 90 million dogs in the U.S. and the average, this is a really funny statistic, the average dog poops about three quarter pound of poop a day. I mean, so we're talking little dogs to big double handers, you know, <laughs> so the average hander. dog, <laughs> I know the double handers, you know, you need two hands. Um, so the Tootsie Rolls to the double handers, you know, an average is three quarters of pound of poop a day. And that's 67 million pounds of poop a year. That's a lot of poop. Isn't that crazy? You do the math and you just get like, oh my God, look at these numbers. So, I mean, part of it would just be, well, for the environment is picking up. Picking up is a big part of um, the environmental problem because it does contaminate our water, regardless if it's in a forest or it's on the sidewalk, it all goes to the groundwater. So whatever is left on the ground is going into our groundwater. And there are a lot of bacteria and things that you know can be harmful. To not only you know you but to other animals and to the ocean and to the marine life and things so it is important to pick up it's a bit big pet peeve when i see people not picking up oh my gosh <laughs> nobody wants to and nobody what's wants funny to yeah nobody wants to step in it and that's always my concern though my concern has always been like let me not step in it but i didn't realize that that was contaminating our water and contaminating our oceans. So like, I was just thinking, eh, go, it's fertilizer. What do you say to the people who say, oh, it's just fertilizer? It really isn't. And, and the thing about it is it attracts unwanted pests. I mean, in the city, I live in the city, you know, it attracts raccoons, it attracts things that, you know, most people really don't want in their yard or that, you know, they could have, you know, disease, but no, everything, everything, the rain, everything goes into our groundwater. So even if you're out in the forest, there's groundwater somewhere down below, it's all going down into the groundwater. So the EPA has actually done studies on this in parks near, you know, waterways, and huge amounts of domestic pet waste in the water. So it's just gross. It is gross. Just pick up after your pets, people. I know, I know. So I mean, that's, that's the biggest thing. I mean, it's also the products that you use, you know, when it comes to the pet food, like I buy raw food, it's frozen raw food that comes in cartons versus plastic. And that's a big, you know, I try to buy from companies that have the same values as I do. That's really important. And, you know, having the same mission that I do. 
And when you go into a pet store and you look at all the products, it's all in stand-up bags. It's all in plastic. It's really tough. You know, I belong to the Pet Sustainability Coalition. I'm a member there. And they talk a lot about packaging. Packaging in general is a huge problem with all consumer products. Um, I think I read 80% of the waste with waste management is packaging. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I know that in my own house, Yeah, in my own house, that's what, that's it. That's what it is. We don't throw away food. We eat our food. We don't really waste things. We try to live a minimalist life and don't over consume, but what we do consume comes in plastic carton boxes. When you order on Amazon, you get all those little plastic baggies with the thing that's not even breakable. Why did, why (laughs) why does that little airbag need to even be in there? So packaging is a really big deal that we should all be talking about. Yeah. I mean, it, it relates to everything, regardless if you're a pet owner. But, you know, that's, again, it's a matter of uh, buying products that um, these companies have the same values as, as you. You know, for example, not in my category, but um, Open Farm is a pet food. It's, a, I believe, a kibble. And they have a redemption um, program with TerraCycle, where you can actually return their bag to TerraCycle, you just put a little thing online, they have a partnership, they send you a pouch, you send it to TerraCycle, and then they regrind it and turn it into something else. So nice. I mean, that's a company that has the same values as we do, and is actually trying to do things. But sometimes doing the right thing is not the easy thing. And so right. it does take a little effort. Absolutely. So I'm going to dig in more into the poo bag specifics because (laughs) we all pet parents are elbow deep in poo bags every day. So we'll be right back and I'm going to ask you more questions about poo bags as soon as we come back from these messages from our sponsors. Take a bite out of your competition. Advertise your business with an ad in Pet Life Radio podcasts and radio shows. There's no other pet-related media that is as large and reaches more pet parents and pet lovers than Pet Life Radio. With over 7 million monthly listeners, Pet Life Radio podcasts are available on all major podcast platforms. And our live radio stream goes out to over 250 million subscribers on iHeartRadio, Radio.com, TuneIn, Stitcher, and other streaming apps. For more information on how you can advertise on the number one pet podcast and radio network, visit PetLifeRadio.com slash advertise today. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back to Covered in Pet Hair. I'm your host, Isabel Alvarez-Arada, and today I'm having a fascinating conversation with a lady who calls herself the poop bag girl because she is truly an expert in poo bags and poop and all the things that actually have to do with something that we really don't think about but has a huge impact on our environment. So before I get into how she makes better poop bags, I want to play a game. Are you ready, Jennifer? It's a drinking game, right? It is a drinking it's game. A drinking. Let's let's okay. let's not dwell on the damage that our world is or like the danger that our world is in <laughs> thanks to plastic consumption. Let's play Never Have I Ever Poop Edition. Oh my gosh. <laughs> That's exciting. So it's right up your alley, right? Right. <laughs> Anybody who works in pet care professionally in any way 
tends to talk about poop all day. So like, this is like, we're kindred spirits in this moment because I spent 12 years handling poop, discussing poop, getting pictures from my employees of poop. So let's play never have I ever poop edition by every time that I say something. And if you've never done it, you don't have to drink, but if you've done it before, take a drink. That's how we'll know you are guilty. And I will play along with you. If I've done it before. If you've done it, you got a drink. If you haven't done it, then you've never have you ever. Ready? Ready. Never have I ever used a grocery store bag to scoop litter or pick up poop. Wait, if I never did? If you never did, you don't, you don't drink. If you are guilty, you drink. Oh, (laughs) that was a long time ago. That was a long time ago. I bet for you it was. It was a very long time ago, but I've had dogs and cats since I was 20, so. Okay. Yeah. Well, I I wish I could say that mine was a long time ago, but it's not. Never have I ever picked up multiple poops with one poo bag. Guilty. Never have I, never have I ever been on a walk without a poo bag when I needed one. Can I add to that? I've picked one up with like cups and paper, paper napkins and stuff. I think I've tried to use like leaves. I've done leaves. But that brings me to my next one. Never have I ever touched poop by mistake when picking it up. I did it. <laughs> Twice. <Maybe that's> <laughs> no, me too. How does that happen? It happens kind of a lot. You'd think after so long of handling poop, we'd get better at it. Here's the last one. Never have I ever judged pet parents when I see poop on the ground that they just left there and didn't bother to pick up. I could literally chug this whole thing, how much judgment I've been doing. Yes, I was thinking that <laughs> I could drink the <laughs> I drink the whole thing. So how did you become an expert in poo bags? How does one get into the poo bag business? What happened was we were designing a really cool poop bag holder and we needed bags for it. The holder was super cool. Well, it is super cool. We still sell it. We'd been designing it for a few years. And so before we launched, we were determining whether or not we needed bags and our friends said we needed bags. And so I did some research. I'm a researcher. And I went down the rabbit hole of, oh my gosh, there's so many plastics and I've been lied to (laughs) kind of thing. And so I belong to a lot of plastic groups on biodegradable plastic groups on LinkedIn. And through the power of LinkedIn, there was a gentleman in Australia that said, there is a technology out there. You just need to find it. And I've never met this person. He was originally from Texas. He's like a biologist. He has a plastic waste saving waste in, uh, in Australia. And I, he said, there's a couple labs in the U S that test this, find the lab. So I found a lab and the lab actually referred me to a company that makes the additive that we put in our plastic. And they were actually a startup as well. So they had started their business a year prior and they helped really helped us out. We came in contact with the right people and the right people that knew we were doing the right thing. And my lab Um, We did our first test round and the lab tested our poop bags. And again, he said, I know you're doing the right thing. Just cover my costs. I mean, these were tens of thousands of dollars in lab, lab testing. And he also said, I have five dogs and I also foster. He's like, throw me a box of poop bags every so often. And so I always (laughs) tell people I pay my labs with poop bags. (laughs) That's amazing. He's again, a really good person that really believed in what we were doing and knew that we were small. That's so so 
Awesome. So <laughs> what makes your poop bags different? It's this additive that you just mentioned? Yes, it's, it's a natural additive. You know, there are some brilliant scientists out there um, that you actually add to plain plastic. So even though it is a plain plastic, it is a good alternative. So you add it to plain plastic during manufacturing. And what happens when it comes in contact with bacteria, which is plentiful in a landfill, so the goal is to get that poop and throw it in the trash, right? Throw it in the trash. So in a landfill, there's plenty of bacteria and the additive actually allows the plastic to basically open like the pores of the plastic. That's the best way to explain it and allows natural biodegradation to occur. The bacteria actually eats the plastic and then actually poops it out. <laughs> which is called, you know, CO2, you know, it's, it's methane okay. gas, which a lot of times people get upset about that, but anything that biodegrades, including your apple core, you know, your apple or your banana all emits methane gas. That's the result of biodegradation. And so um, we're not harming the earth because landfills are required to burn it off or to capture it for energy. So it's not just being exposed to the environment. So the end goal with our bag is we've tested them and it takes approximately 28 months up to 28 months for them to fully biodegrade in that environment because in a landfill environment, it is a dark, dry place, no sun, no oxygen. And that's the key. All of those plastics that go into the landfill are either plain plastics, other plastics, or they require sunlight and oxygen. So, I mean, it, it's actually a very simple situation and once you know it, it's hard to unknow it. And so we could have gone down the easy route and just had a manufacturer manufacture the same bags they've been manufacturing. We took the hard route and we delayed the launch of our dispenser for six months so we could get the bags right. Like the perforation and the sticker, <laughs> all the things that make a perfect poop bag. That's so crazy. I have a pet peeve when it comes to poop bags and it's the scent, the scented poop bags. Like why anybody would want like lavender and poop scented scents together. I have no idea, but I have made the mistake of purchasing those. I assume yours don't have fragrance. No, we have a big unscented on the box because it, that is, it's funny. The first thing people do when they try the bags is they touch it, they smell it, and then they try it. <laughs> because they'll smell it. I'm like, it, there's no scent. And they're like, thank God there's no scent. I mean, it really is kind of gross. It's so gross. It makes no sense. I don't want it to smell like baby powder. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> On occasion, people will ask us, you should make scented. And I'm like, no. <laughs> and the thing about that is it's another chemical that's added to the plastic. And honestly, I just want to do what I need to do. Right. And then get it to people and then get them to throw it where they're supposed to throw it. Absolutely. And maybe it's because I'm a professional poop picker upper, like literally yes. I was a pet sitter dog walker. So I picked up poop all the time. It doesn't take that long to put your hand in, close it up, tie it right up. And then you don't smell it anymore. And the fragrance, I don't want those fragrances on my skin because those are toxic chemicals. It lingers. The smell lingers, the chemicals on my skin. And then that chemical goes into our landfills and leaches into our oceans and our waterways, right? Like that fragrance for that minute payoff, if any, is like really damaging in the long term. Well, this is the funny thing about landfills. <laughs> they have a system. So the leachin, the leachate, it's got a leachate system. Mm -hmm. So any, any toxins 
leaches out and then they process it and you know either, either incinerate it or whatever that thing the landfill is lined in plastic <laughs> and clay and all sorts of things <laughs> so there are companies that make huge layers of plastic for the landfills that gives you the indication that plastic does not biodegrade that's yeah. So I'm in a no waste group because I am not no waste, but I am always fascinated by people who make this a huge project of theirs. And like, they'll have like a trash can, like, you know, a 12 inch tall trash can a month of like their waste. Every waste product they use fits into this tiny trash can. I, that's not how I live. I wish I could, but I'm in a group and we talked about plastic toys for children. Oh boy. And that's that's where I learned just that these plastic toys end up in landfills and they literally like just live there for I don't know the next Forever. 16 yeah 16 generations and then some as microplastics. Well what ends up happening is by the time that happens, you know, they cap it off. It's funny because in Chicago out in the burbs, you'll see areas where they're building houses on these huge heaps, these huge hills, which in Chicago and even in the burbs, there's no hills. We're flat. So when you see, I was just there yesterday, this area where they cap it off and there's a period of time they regulate it, they test the soil, blah, 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 over all these years. Then they build golf courses and things on it. So, I mean, it actually serves some purpose and so someday it does serve some purpose. It creates a big hill. <laughs> the Are you serious right now? Things on. Yes. Yes. I am, I am shocked. I had no idea that golfers were golfing on. We have one here in Chicago. It's really funny because you'll be driving down the road and it's completely flat. And then you'll see this huge slope. And I was just driving by one the other day and there's still only two houses up there. I don't know. Maybe they disclose. <laughs> there's only been like a few houses built up there, but maybe they have to disclose that. Maybe people don't want to live. One on would hope. One would hope they would say like under here. I mean, it's bad enough that people like I'm from Miami where it's all septic. And like, obviously you're living on like a whole, a big thing of, of poo that you hope doesn't ever like you know, cave in or whatever. I remember growing up in a house where my mom was like, don't play out in the front yard. That's where the septic tank is. And I was like, why? And she was like, I don't want you to fall in. And I'm like, what? I had no idea that I could fall in there. Like, gross. I don't know if my mom like was a just sinkhole. Being... <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't know if she was being funny, if she actually is, was being paranoid. But anyway, like I had no idea that people were living on landfills too. I hope they don't get a big sinkhole and end up in all the unbiodegraded poo bags. I know that you started with a poo bag accessory. So like a poo bag holder, what made your poo bag holder so special? And you just recently launched something. Is it different than the original poo bag holder? Yeah. I mean, part of it was we just uh, changed our packaging, which as a small company, changing packaging is like a long process. Yeah. But what we launched in the last year and a half were our banner bags, which are flying out the door. I, and it's so crazy. They're made out of repurposed festival banners. So all those banners that you see on the street and on the fence and, you know, hanging above the vendors, those actually get thrown away, you know, millions of pounds a year. They really just go in the trash. And again, they're plastic, vinyl. And so I started calling and I run around town and I go to these festivals. And sometimes at midnight, I'll be helping them tear down and they're like, you know, throwing them on the ground and they're wet. And then I roll them up and I throw them in my car. And then I bring them to the office and I clean them. And at one point I did have a company that I would send them to and then they would cut them up and sew them. But they're little poop bag pouches 
made for the poop bags that you can put on your leash. And they're just little pouches with a Velcro and a little opening. But every single one is one of a kind, because no two are alike. But during COVID, my sewing room closed. And so I had to run out. First of all, I made masks with it. (laughs) But I had to run out and get an industrial sewing machine. Um, And I started sewing them myself. So talk about handmade. You know, it's when I give them away or um, when I sell them, it's like giving away my babies. Because <laughs> I'm like, I remember that banner that was in the back of my car that got thrown up. You know, I was at the Pride Festival and they tore down this like, I don't know, 120 foot banner and they just threw it down. And I'm like snipping the zip ties with them <laughs> and trying to roll this out. And then like the, some of them got thrown on top of a street garbage can. I'm like, no, 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 don't throw that away. And then I started rolling it up. And then there's people are looking at me like, what is she doing? It, oh, that's that so is, disgusting. <laughs> that is so cool though. I've seen them because you and I are friends on Facebook and I've seen you post them, but I had no idea the, the backstory. They're super attractive and very cute. And I could tell we're talking about plastics. So like your big, hard plastic um, poo bag container that eventually the thing breaks and you have to get a new one is yeah. just kind of all it's not single use plastic, but it's not a good use of plastic. So these are a really good alternative and they're attractive and they have an awesome story. Well, it's funny. I have some, I have one here. Yeah, that show, show, show me. There's some really cute ones. So like this one came from a Jameson. So what's really funny is a lot of the sponsors our festival sponsors are beverage companies. Yeah, of course. So like this one came from a Jameson bottle picture. You can see some of them say so like Dublin. Cool. By volume. <laughs> <laughs> this one came from a Blackhawks banner. Ooh, that's attractive. Like you would never yeah. know that that came from a banner that looks like a high end like canvas or some or plastic or, or something designer. That's the goal is we want to make things look cool. So that we've always thought with, of us ourselves as more of a lifestyle product. It, it just segued into man, we're a poop bag company. And it, I fought it for the longest time. I didn't want the word poop on any of our packaging. And then it just has to, it just has to happen. And then I adopted the whole, I'm the poop bag girl because nobody remembers my name. But when I walk into a store, I'll be like, I'm the poop bag girl. You know, part of it was a customer said, Oh, yeah, you're the poop bag girl. And I'm thinking that's so crazy. And then I just adopted it. You're like, am I the poop bag girl? And one day you just said, I am the poop bag girl. And that's cool. And that's so cool. (laughs) Because honestly, like, to be an expert in something that people use every single day, like, and to be an expert on plastics and make make good decisions for yourself, help other people make good decisions. I mean, that's pretty impressive. Like, let's not focus on the poop. Let's focus on the, I guess, results. Like, you're really doing better for the planet, for the animals by doing better for the planet and giving pet parents a much better product that they can use on a daily basis, many of us multiple times a day. I try. I try. You know, it's interesting because when I, I'm small still and during COVID, I'm working by myself. So even though I have stores all over the country, every bag that they, every roll that they take out of the box, I've packed, you know, every shipment that I send to a store, I've packed and taped. I send a couple pallets out a month and the the guy from the trucking company, he's like, you wrapped this? And I said, yes, I wrapped this. (laughs) (laughs) I went on YouTube and I figured out how to do it. And I got all the equipment. (laughs) Thank goodness for YouTube. We all have like expanded our knowledge in all things thanks to YouTube. 
That is awesome. Well, congratulations. That's such an amazing contribution. Where can our listeners and our viewers find you, find your products? Uh, The best way to find us is on our website. So you go to greenlinepetsupply.com. Or if you forget to do that, you can go to greenlinepoopbags.com. We have a really good informational um, page called the Poop Bag Dilemma. And I do encourage people if they are interested in understanding why are our, it's not just a marketing thing for us. Like we really do want to educate people. And then you, then you make the choice, make, we're not telling you just make the choice. And so we have a page on there called the poop bag dilemma, which breaks everything down relating to everything that we've talked about, about microplastics, about how many dogs, about, you know, calculate the number of poop bags that you use a year. So that's the best way to find us. We do sell on our website. We do encourage people to shop at our local, at their local retailers. We don't have a retailer everywhere, which is why we sell online, but we do have a store locator. We completely encourage people to support their local small business. The majority of them, pretty much all of them are small businesses that are independently owned. And so that's where my heart is. I always felt like I didn't have to be everywhere. I just need to be with the right people. So it's again, I want to sell to good people. I want to sell to people that share the same values as we do. That is amazing. Well, I have to wrap this up. I could talk about poop bags and plastic all day, (laughs) believe it or not. I just want to propose a toast to you for all that you're doing for the pets and the planet. Cheers. Thanks for having me. Cheers. Absolutely. My pleasure. Here's to our executive producer, Mark Winter, for making this show possible. To our viewers on YouTube and our listeners on Pet Life Radio, here's to a life covered in pet hair because there's no better way to live. Cheers. Cheers. So if you want to learn more about Covered in Pet Hair, please visit CoveredInPetHair.com or PetLifeRadio.com. We'll see you next time. Let's Talk Pets. Every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.